You're listening to The View From Up Here, an equipping podcast by Viewpoint Leadership and Development. Our vision is to cultivate a change in the way the world views leadership and development. And our mission is to foster better leaders through a modern approach while developing individuals into their true selves. My name's Brad Walbridge, your host for our time together. And joining me in our conversations is our president and founder, Josh Trout, and our COO, Joel Archery. Josh, Joel, thanks for joining us. So happy. Yeah. And enthralled to be yeah. here. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Josh, how about you? I, I'm excited. I, I don't know if I'm as, as excited as, he, as Joel is, but yeah. I'm excited. Well, I mean, first episode it is. Yes. of doing all this together. It feels we're, great. We're finally here. I love how you say that feels great. It feels, yeah. It feels great. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's really important for us right at the beginning to, to kind of let our listeners hear the why behind all of this, like Josh, the, the genesis of all of this coming out of your mind, how you've brought, you know, Joel and I into your vision for all of this. Mm. Uh, I, I know they'll have a chance to understand a little bit more about backgrounds, but can you walk us through where Viewpoint came from, why that is so significant? Just start unpacking that for us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, <clears throat> as a, as a leader, um, uh, I've had to work extremely hard to get where I'm at right now. And I've had uh, a lot of uh, peaks and valleys that I had to go through personally. And where a lot of people that are in leadership um, seem to have an easy road, that's something that I did not have. Yeah. Right. And um, I've had a lot of poor leaders in the past. I've had people that um, I looked up to, that uh, I yearned to be uh, a mentor to help develop me. And uh, they fell short, right? They weren't there for me the, the way I needed them to be there. So I think that through my own life experiences and um, through the struggles and the failures that I've had throughout my life, um, you know, I've identified the need that uh, we need to take a different approach on how we develop people. We need to have a different approach on how we lead people. Um, and, uh, you know, through that and through my own experiences as a leader, um, I've had the chance to uh, cultivate a culture and a way of, of um, developing people that uh, has, seems, has seemed to work. Um, and, you know, when you see that and you see the way that people uh, attach themselves to that type of leadership and, and that type of vulnerability, um, you know, it made me say, hey, something's here. Yeah. And I think it's something that we needed to uh, take a deeper dive in. So when you, th- when you think about, you know, what's driven you to this point, how much of it, you were talking about leadership failures along the way, and I know there's been, there's been good leader situations, bad, bad leader <laughs> yeah. situations, right? Yes. How much of this is coming out of a place of being frustrated with people that have led you, and how much is coming out of a place of... I just I think about this differently, and I'm, I'm, I want to inspire people in a different way. Yeah, do you, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's a great like question. Th- there's a part of me in situations that is driven by I'm so frustrated with that. It's got to be different. Mm. But then there's also a piece of I'm motivated and inspired in these ways, and I want to share that with other people. C- can you break down between the two yeah. for this? Absolutely. You know, I think that the difference is is I've had so many struggles throughout my lifetime, not just in. Um, you know, my professional career, but in my personal life, uh, you know, in itself. And I think that while that has, you know, it's definitely made me who I am, um, 
I have taken a look at how people have failed me in the past differently than most. Instead of having the poor me, I have been determined not to be them. Mm. I have been determined to never allow someone to feel the way that I have felt multiple times in my life. Yeah. Um, so that has really been the driving force behind that. Um, so instead of having that uh, poor me mentality, it's something that I do think about on a daily basis and I'm determined to make an impact in people's lives. Um, you know, I love people and I know there's a lot of struggling, uh, people out there. There's a lot of broken people out there. And if I can have just a small portion of their success by treating them the way they deserve to be treated, to develop them the way they deserve to be developed, motivate them. Um, and you know, hopefully not only make well-rounded, uh, individuals and employees for other organizations, yeah. but those that are going to take that leadership track, you know, we need to break the system that we're currently in, mm. right? It's not working. And the way things are moving in our, in our world, in our country, uh, you know, I've realized if you don't jump on board, you're going to miss out. Mm. Um, so, you know, my goal is, and it's driven by I will never be like those that have done what they've done to me mm. or ha that have those that have not done what they should do for me uh, as my leader and uh, put those skill sets into others to pay forward, if that would mm. make sense. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And and I think what's what's interesting about that is my, my guess is that you have been thinking about this for a number of years oh, so, yeah. or something like this. Yes, right? for years. Can you walk us through the kind of the origin piece, like where it, where it all came from as far as what you envisioned at the beginning and how that has changed to what it, to where it's coming in now. Like yeah. w when you first think about it, when you're first inspired to do it, you're thinking from, from one place. Yes. And then how that has evolved over time to the point that we're now sitting here and we're actually talking and we're actually doing this. Yeah, no, that's that's a really good question. You know, what's funny is it, it doesn't go, uh, it goes pretty far back, right? It's, it's not just about during my career, but it goes back to even in my elementary days, believe it or not, mm. right? The struggles that I went through um, being, you know, having lear learning disabilities and uh, so many things that can take a whole another episode to go through. Um, you I'm know, sure we'll get to those too. <laughs> I'm sure we will. <laughs> um, but, you know, I feel like I, um, I've had people that have failed me as an individual all the way dating back to uh, elementary days that, you know, you don't have to be a boss, right, to be a leader. You're a leader in the home. You're a leader at work. You're a leader at school as a teacher. You're, um, you, you know, leadership is very broad. And, and I think that I've learned from the struggles that I went through and how I was kind of left to, to be on an island by myself and drowned. Mm -hmm. And I've had to um, either sink or swim, right? And mm -hmm. I've had to, I've had to uh, pull myself up by myself. Um, because my own family, while they loved me and they supported me, they didn't have the skill set either, mm. right? They didn't. They they didn't have the skills to give me to figure out how to make my life better and and, and work harder um, to overcome a lot of those things that were thrown at me. So I've had to do that work on myself, right? And I have just unfortunately through most of my life uh, have been let down, 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, from uh, teachers to uh, guidance counselors to basketball coaches to um, past managers and past leaders, when I did get into my, my uh, career, um, you know, it just, looking back at it, I, I, I was just so saddened by how things went in my life. But, you know, it's amazing how you don't realize where, where God's taking you in your life. And then where I'm sitting at today, it was all for a greater purpose. Yeah. And this is it, right? Um, I've learned from those issues. I've learned from people failing me and not being there to support me. Um, So it's not just about leadership. It's not just about being a boss or how do you lead a team of people? It is about understanding who an individual is and what is their greatest need, right? We are all different. We all have different ways of understanding and different ways of learning and loving. And um, it's not a one size fits all. Yeah. Right. And that's what we've done in everything, specifically in school, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're going to teach you one way. And if you don't figure it out, it stinks to be you. Yeah. And you can't do that. And so that's where I've taken all of those things in my past and including in my career and put it together and said, you know what? We need to come up with a better way to connect with people yeah. and find out who they are as them true as their true selves. Right. Right. And we have to adapt to them. Yeah. They don't have to adapt to us. Mm-mm. Right. So I don't know if that answers your question. Yeah, but. it does. And so that brings us to to viewpoint, yes. leadership and development. Mm-hmm. But really the podcast and that being a resource, an equipping resource for leaders, mm-hmm. like putting all of this together. You, you look towards people that can help you bring that to fruition, yes. enters in Joel. So, so kind of walk through really the know thinking. Joel. Who is that? <laughs> what? I don't know he, Joel. He's picked Who's, me up oh, off the Joel, Joel. Joel, yeah. Julio. Oh, goodness. <laughs> this is going to be a thing. That's the crazy thing is people yeah. who are going to start listening to this podcast, long-time listeners. And they're going to think there's two staff members. Or two like, people, Joel. Parts of the, who's, yeah. who's Joel? And then there's Joel. There's, then there's like Joel. Joel the singer. And then Julio. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so... So walk us through the kind of the, the thought process of bringing Joel in, the, the why behind that, to be a teammate with you in this endeavor. Like, like unpack that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I think it's a um, God-given skill. I, I could be wrong, but there are certain people that I come across in my life that I just can feel something right? I can feel a connection. I can feel um, maybe their struggles or maybe their sadness or mm. whatever it may be, right? And, um, <laughs> you know, the funny story about Jewel is uh, the first time I'm at church, right? And we're, we're, we're going through the day and uh, enjoying the sermon and, and the, the, the first one was done and we're getting ready for the second service. And here comes this tall guy with his beard that's trendy, and he has really good looking shoes on. And I'm like, that brother's got some good shoes, right? The shoes are the focus. The shoes were the focus. Mm. I'm like, I'm liking the shoes. Um, and that's what uh, was, to be honest with you, the very first thing that, that you know, uh, connected me to Joel. I'm like, hey, he's, you know, he's got some good looking shoes, right? Yeah. And we make that a joke now. We laugh about right. that. Um, but Because uh, that just, was the first thing I said to you when we actually spoke. Yes. Because we, we were in the discovery class for... The interest meeting for our church, yes. member, uh, just for the church. And so you had already noticed my shoes. Yes. I hadn't noticed you yet because I, I hadn't met you yet. And I, we went and we <laughs> sat next to each other. I was like, 
amazing shoes. Your glasses are on point. And you were like, thanks. And then I realized you didn't have a Southern accent. I'm like, yeah. oh, kindred spirit. You're from the North. Great. Yes, yes. And I was like, that's funny you say that. I thought the same thing about you. <laughs> yeah. Because, so, Joe, you're from... So technically, I'm from Southeastern Virginia, but we had just come down from Delaware, which is the worst state. Don't ever live there. Uh, and, <laughs> and to anybody living sorry, from Delaware, Delaware, just cancel all of that out. Yes. Sorry, yes, you are probably fantastic, but there are a lot of people that aren't. Yeah. Yeah, we moved down there fresh from the North, and you can just tell, like my parents are from the North, so you can always tell when you're around people who are from the North, because there's, there's more of a... Uh, like a more of a verboseness to like how they live their life. They're just kind of like unabashed. Who cares? I'm just going to do what I want. I'm going to do what be who I am. Whereas in the South, you have to be formal. It's kind of bred into you. And so you meet Northern people and they're like, hey, I like this about you. You go, you're from the North. Southern people are like, hi, it's so pleasure. It's just a great time. Great to meet you. So not so nice. That's yeah. That's great. And the part of the North that Josh is from is? Yeah. So originally from Pittsburgh. Yeah. So uh, born and raised in, in south of Pittsburgh. Um, and prior to moving down here, I was uh, in central Pennsylvania. So a PA guy. Yeah. And, and uh, I am thrilled to no longer be a PA guy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we don't, we're not making the north sorry, sound sorry, good. Sorry, Pennsylvania. Like, yeah, like, it has nothing to do with you. Delaware, it is the weather. Don't be there. Yeah. Yes. So. so beyond the glasses yeah, and the sorry. shoes is in there Discovery Class, that? what what is it that yeah. that makes you say as you as you get ready to go on this adventure? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, of this this endeavor, what what is it about Joel that says, "All right, I need to have him as a teammate"? So so you know, I think that I would it would be shameful if I wouldn't state the obvious, which is he's a man of God, mm. right? So um, that obviously is attractive to me because i that's what I want to align myself with. You know, mm -hmm. I want to align myself with the right people. Yeah. Um, and I just love this personality. You know, he's, he's an outgoing guy. Um, and you know, what was unique though, and I don't think I've ever really talked to you about this. I could tell as we talked and we got to know each other, um, that you weren't happy in your career, <laughs> yeah. you know, that you weren't happy with, with the, the path in which you were going. And, um, it, it's unique that as we just had some small talk yeah, and he found out who I was and what I do for a living. Um, he started asking questions, which as a former business development guy, that's, that's who I am at, mm. at, at the, the soul. Mm. Um, I love when people ask questions, right? Discovery questions. So when he's asking me that, I'm like, all right, I'm liking this dude because he's he's digging, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and through those conversations, we got to realize that we had a lot in common, uh, especially about wanting to develop people. Yeah. I think that we were all also both um, hurt in many ways by yeah. others, right? And um, how is that it hard to admit that? Is it hard to admit no. that you know, like, but as a leader, it seems like. The culture of leadership is Teflon. Oh, what that that I'm instructable. That, yeah, and, I, I can't and tell I don't you cry. that you hurt me. Yeah, so, so I, I think even that is is a yeah. part of setting yeah. what we're doing apart from others. It is. It is, and you know, and and I think that going back to your question about the the whole process of viewpoint is my approach to leadership is led by vulnerability. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, there are a lot of CEOs. There's a lot of leaders out there that are afraid to do that because it's a sign of weakness. Well, those that are listening that are in those roles, let me tell you, that's no longer the case. Yeah. Yeah. Vulnerability actually will allow you to have people to want to work for you mm. and support you and have your back. Yeah. We can get into that at a later time. Yeah, yeah. But, we, we will. Um, but yeah, but you know, yeah, so the, the vulnerability 
of myself talking to, to Joel um, and then him doing it in return. I'm saying, okay, there was yeah. just a lot of things that sure. were connected. There was, um, uh, you know, a lot of positivity there. And as we just started to talk, you know, I think, I think Joel, you kind of mentioned that you're just in a weird spot with your career. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was, why don't you kind of hit on that? Yeah. It was, it's interesting when I think I've never told you this, when I think back to those first few conversations, smoking cigars in your, on your porch, talking about the, the woes of where we are, uh, I thought about so my, one of my favorite books of all time is, is Pilgrim's Progress. Love it. One of my, I, I read it as a kid. I have the children's version, which isn't that much easier to read. And I thought of Josh as the companion for Christian, which is hopeful. And hopeful is the one that teams up with Christian after he leaves Vanity. And Vanity was the city where his other friend, Faithful, was executed. And it was this. So I had to make sure I remembered it. But it was uh, he was. So he's in this really dark place trying to figure out what's next. He just lost his companion. And they were executed because he, Faithful was executed because he was living against what the world wanted him to. And Hopeful comes along and is one of the, the main people who helps guide and be there for Christian as he goes through his journey towards Mount Zion. And I thought of Josh as a version of Hopeful in my life because we had just moved down from Delaware. We had just went through an incredible church hurt. So I used to be uh, a pastor. I used to be um, someone who was trying to help revitalize a church up in the north. Um, I was young. I started out as a young pastor. I've been in ministry my entire life because my dad, uh, my mom and dad were, you know, pastors, partners in ministry, right? And so my dad was a pastor. My wife, my mom was the pastor's wife and that was our life. And so we lived pastor's kids' lives and then we went to ministry. And um, and so I'd just been incredibly betrayed by not just not only the church that let us go up in the north but then the church that sent us and I had walked through incredible pain my wife was still walking through pain I was going I've been done with counseling some intense counseling but there was still the very similar hurt of you know in my own life I have put pain in my own life I've been the one who's pushed uh, pain into my own life by just being an idiot not living life well but then having someone betray me in such a way and betray my wife, which, you know, it's, it's something I'm incredibly passionate about. You can, you can hurt me all you want. If you hurt Joanna, it's over. Like, you're dead to me, I'm done. Right. Because I just can't. I can't have that happen. I have to protect my wife. I feel very passionately about that. And to have two places do that in the span of, like, three months, it was it. And so we get down here. But the Lord, is, is he provides. He get, helps me get this job at Cisco. It's fantastic. You know, it's paying the bills. It's great. But then I realize, okay, out of the frying pan and into the fire – Corporate America is not that much better. And I realize, okay, I'm here. I get brought in at the lowest position, and I'm, I'm thinking to myself, all right, I don't want to be full of myself. I don't want to be braggadocious, but I know I can be a better manager than my manager is right now. And then I'm going, I know I could even be a better manager than his manager. And then I know I could even be better than his manager. So I keep thinking, okay, so what is the plan here, God? That, I mean, I know I need to be humbled, and I'm being humbled. And if it really is just to cut my teeth being humbled, being learning the what not to do in this in the arena of corporate America, then that's great. And if that's what that what it takes. But then we would talk, and I would be like, "Okay, I'm I'm in it, Josh. I'm I I accept it. But, bro, is there is there any way you can get me out of here? Like every time we talk, he's like, "Do you know any jobs in the area? Do you know anything? I work at the hospital. I don't even care." And we would just talk and talk, and we would talk about leadership stuff. And we would you would bring up issues that you're facing where you're working or things you faced in the past, and I would talk about. It. And we would just kind of mm-hmm. see that we were so aligned yeah. 
in everything we were saying because we both had a heart for not just seeing better leaders exist and, and not having bad leaders in leadership position, but developing people, which has always been a big part of me, right? So I was right. a kid who very quickly learned how to watch people and observe. And then I, I, it was everything was stored in the bank of my mind. Okay, so that person had that happen to them and they did this. So you could probably test that and they would do it again. And I was that kid. I was that middle schooler, high schooler who would manipulate people as a test of a hypothesis to see if I do this, they do that. And so I quickly learned how people work in interplay and interdynamics uh, and relationships and stuff like that in a bad way. I'm not, I'm not saying it's good. Don't ever do that. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, but I, and I saw that as, as uh, someone who went to uh, school for psychology and got my master's in psychology and counseling, I saw how little things add up to be, have a greater impact in negative ways mm. and how leaders, so many of the leaders and so many of the managers that we, we were frustrated with. Yep. Could all of it could be traced back to how it was modeled for them yeah. how they, or how they weren't, or how they didn't have it modeled for them, uh, what happened when they're younger. So even like you, you talked about, which I don't think people understand, they, they hear your story and they go, that's great, that's wonderful, I'd love that you, you rose above bootstraps, pulled them up. But what they don't see is that you were, you were formed by the negative interactions you had as, as a child that you decided you were going to be the person that was Correct. not the victim. And so that is why you are, you care so deeply about leadership and you are such a, a powerful and impactful leader Thank is because you. you looked, you grew through that and you can look back and go that, that really was the genesis. Like you were saying, there was a genesis. It was when you were in elementary school and yeah. all those times that happened. Absolutely. And a lot of leaders today have literally never thought that they've never taken a moment to think, why am I doing what I'm doing? Right? Like, why did I hire that person? Why do I care about this right now? What do I even want out of my life? And, and how, how do I think I can help other people get there? So many of the leaders in today are just, just scraping by. I mean, I have I've had managers who have no time in their day to invest in the people around them that they have under them because they're just trying to get by. And with sadly, that's doing. very common. Right. There's a conveyor belt that is moving, yeah. and they have to stay on it. You got it. Yeah. And if, you, if they deviate from the system and, and what is already in place, then they risk falling off that conveyor belt yep. and any opportunity to move on to the next one. Yep. And you know what that's called? Tell Selfishness. Me. Yeah, absolutely. No. Absolutely. And it, it, it's, it, it, may sound di like it may sound really harsh. And I don't want to sound harsh, but it is, the reality is that there are, how we structure leadership, especially in corporate America, should it needs to drastically change in that we need to give individual contributors more of an opportunity to just do that and give leaders more of a, good leaders more of an opportunity to lead mm -hmm. and and t and hold leaders to accountable in the sense of if you are not committed to also the growth of the people under you yep. not just the growth of the right. business or the yeah. growth of their role within the business yeah. you're not fit to be a, a leader no. because yeah. if you can't like because that's why you're so great that's one of the reasons why you're you're recognized for everything that you're doing as uh, the role that you're at right now, and everything, and you're already being recognized by other people as we're developing hype around viewpoint, is because you've proven through your acumen and through your body of work that you can handle both mm -hmm. leading the organization and leading the development of the people that you have around you, and that's why you stand out. Well, I, I appreciate that, but you know what? What's crazy about it is, is we're we're talking about all this stuff, right? And it's it's not rocket science. No, that's the crazy part, mm -hmm. right, Brad? Is um, 
you know, there's probably people listening that that's like, he just called me selfish because I want to move up in the, on the chain, right? Right. Joel's Tr- really harsh. Yeah. Hey, hey, truth does hurt. Truth. And I think all of us sitting here can say we've had selfish moments. Amen. Oh, amen. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And here's the crazy part. Guess what? I want to be the biggest and the best I can possibly be Same. too. I want to make as much as money as I can possibly make too. <laughs> millions and millions. Millions and millions, right? I want to have all the fancy sports cars and all that good stuff. Amen. Good. That we should all, you know, strive for those things if that's important to you. Right. But it's at what cost? Yeah. Right. So I much rather I get more joy and pleasure out of watching those that I manage be successful. Yeah. The more that I put my time and efforts into others and they succeed, I get more enjoyment out of that than any award I could ever get. Mm. And guess what? When you develop those people and you pour yourself into them, not yourself, they are going to work extremely hard for you. They're going to have your back. They are going to help you produce the outcomes that you need. And then guess who looks good on the back end? You. Yeah. And then guess who has the opportunity to have those next levels, right? Move into the next uh, uh, part of your leadership yeah. and getting the, the raises and all that good stuff. So I think it's really about getting out of your own way, right? And knowing that, okay, I want to be as high as I can possibly be, but not through me. I'm going to do that through other success. Yeah. yeah. It's the, it's the legacy impact that, because yeah. everyone, every single person can leave an impact, will leave an impact, will leave a legacy. And it yeah. just goes back to this, this psychological term and idea of Sonder, which is the reality that every single person at every moment is living their own, like their own life, yes. which we never think about. And when you say it, people are like, that's stupid. That's duh. It, it's true. Mm-hmm. But the reason why you go, oh, it's stupid is because you're not thinking about the fact that everyone right. is a main character in their life and we are at best an auxiliary character in their lives. Yeah. And so every person underneath you right. is the main character in their life who has years and years and years and years and years of experience of, of life experience that's led up to this point of childhood stuff that they've mm-hmm. gone through or thought through. And you, in a position above them, have the opportunity to leave such a positive impact that would help them as the main character in their story. Correct. Right. But if we don't think like that and we just think of people as a resource that is expendable, then that's not mm, going to happen. And that's, that's why deep. I think viewpoint is so important. Yeah. What we're doing is because we have, because we talk about this all the time, yes. we have a very real, in the forefront of our minds, understanding of, if you want to say it again, Saunders, which is just, we know that Brad is is the main character in his story and Andy's the main character in his story. And anyone who's listening, you are the main character in your story and you have hopes and dreams and hurts yes. and joys. And as a leader, we want you to get to the best version of yourself in mm-hmm. that, that you also bless other people to become their best version of themselves. Right, right. And that, that only comes from that viewpoint. And the biggest thing out of all out. those things you just said is have ownership in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I struggled with that. Right. I tried to erase my past at mm-hmm. times. I tried to erase who I was or being so disappointed in how I did things in the past. You know what? I own it now yeah. because that is what made me who I am today. So I think that aligns exactly with what you're saying. So mm-hmm. Brad, to get back to your question Sorry. from the beginning, that is why I like Jewel. Okay. Yeah. That's where we aligned. Yeah. So it's about the shoes. So, <laughs> <laughs> so then that brings us to the inevitable question for a listener who's hearing all of this and trying to make out, all right, what, what is this? Is this worth my time? Yeah. Because I've got thousands of other options that, um, there's some that are good and there's some that are not so good. Absolutely. 
what is it about viewpoint? And what, uh, pardon me, we'll edit that part out. What is it about this podcast, the view from up here, that you see as a different vision for the aspiring leader yeah. and the seasoned leader yeah. to to utilize as yeah. a resource? That's a great question. You know, first first thing I want to say is we are not diminish. I can't talk. We're going to get that up too. We are not trying to take away from any other podcast, right? Right, right? Or any other leaders and their view of how leadership is. That's what's great about it, right? Is everybody has a different look and, and, and a different approach to that. That's okay. I think that what makes us different from others is that we're not reading a book or we're not coming to you with, here's the top five ways of being a good leader, right? We are bringing true uh, real life, instances. real life yeah. instances that we have both been through, um, and and you know what's so neat about it is our goal on the front end isn't about making you a better leader. Interesting. And, and some of you might be thinking that wait, what? Yeah. I thought this was you under, know? under, like, under <laughs> Apple Podcasts. It says leadership yeah. and development. I'm ready it, to move on. <laughs> it's about identifying number one who you are, because who you are is is what's going to drive who you are as a leader. Right. right. And it's about identifying that and being okay with that, taking the good from it, taking the bad from it and learning from it, right? Yeah. Um, but then once you truly accept who you are, the way that you think, um, the way that you uh, interact with others, once you understand that, then that's where is, is, is uh, you know, viewpoint leadership, but specifically this podcast, we're going to talk to you and give you experiences and have guests that are going to come on here that align with that vision, right? To figure out who you are at the core. And then we're going to go ahead and help develop you from there. Mm, right. I think yeah. it's so important to understand that, that you don't wake up and you're a leader. You know, Joel and I had a conversation about this the other day, Brad, that, um, there's so many, uh, um, so many different schools out there that you sign up, right? I want to go to college to be mm -hmm. uh, a business major, right? And I want to be a leader. And guess what? You pay that amount of money, guess what you get to go be? You get to go learn how to be a business major and a leader. Right. That has nothing to do with if you're truly meant to be a leader. Right. Mm. Yeah. And you I know. think what sets us up, like why listen to this podcast? I think another thing too is, it you get it you get an opportunity to listen to Josh and I be vulnerable and honest. Yeah. You know, uh, whenever you listen to it from the perspective where we're at, right? So we're going to talk about the shortcomings we've had as leaders and people who develop others. We, we're going to talk about victories we've had. We're going to talk about uh, examples of things we're doing right now. So whether it is mm -hmm. uh, mantra stuff, which you'll hear about later for me, or just like what we do is when we think about the leadership culture in America or in all other kind of kind of stuff. So it's, you get an opportunity to listen, maybe peek behind the curtain, you could say about who Josh and I are, how we right. think about things, but then also you get to walk away with a call to action. You get to walk away with an eye. Okay. Here's what we talked about today. Now, what are you going to do as a result? Right. Which I think uh, a lot of leadership curriculum out there has call to actions, but it's like, he's like Josh is saying, it's not out of it's black and white. Uh, right. It's not out of a better understanding of who you are. Right. right. It's not out of, it's just kind of like, here's the framework we want you to fit in. Here are the action steps you then do as a result. Here are the possible outcomes you could get. Right. With us, it's like, I don't, I don't know what your outcome could be because <laughs> right. I don't know you well enough yet, but I'd right. love to help you find that outcome. Yeah. 
after we figure out where you should be and then what action steps would it It's would honesty. You? Yeah. yeah. It's driven by honesty. Yeah. And, and I think one of the most dangerous myths in leading and, and just leadership in general is, is that somehow over the generations of leaders, we, we have allowed ourselves to believe that somehow who I am at work or at an organization can be different from yeah. who I am at home or in the community. Right. right. And it just does not work that way. It doesn't way. work that way. We bring personal into work. I don't care what anybody says. Yep. Absolutely. We bring personal into work. We bring work back to personal. Yep. Now, do we have to do some work to keep those divided up and, and filter all that out? Absolutely. Right. Yeah. But this myth that somehow we can be separate people, mm-hmm. that's dangerous. Yeah. We have to recognize who we truly are, like you were saying, Josh. Yeah. And then how do we work at that right. to be impactful and influential in sacrificial ways mm. throughout all of these parts Absolutely. of our life? So you were talking earlier before about who people can expect, not, not to say, hey, this person's name, that person's name. Right. But when you think about um, individuals from, from leadership spheres, like what, what are you thinking about um, that we'll be able to hear from on the podcast. Yeah, I think that you know, uh, just some some people that I have that, that come to mind right away. These are people that actually have like um, like minded um, uh, approaches to leadership uh, that have also struggled in their lives personally, um, that have helped uh, uh, structure them to who they are and how they are as a leader right now. And I think that you know it's important to have a nice diversity, right, of leadership approaches. But we we don't want to bring somebody in here um, to talk to you all that that doesn't align with right, what yeah. what our core values are as right. a company, right? So there's going to be a lot of commonalities, right? But there will be some diversity there. Um, and I think that we want people that are going to be vulnerable and honest to tell their story, right? There's so many people that are going to be listening to this podcast that are in a season in their life that's meant, you know, man, I'd love to be a leader someday. And I have self-doubt. I don't believe in myself. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? I'm a leader, right? And I also now own a company and we're doing this. And guess what? I have self-doubt. I struggle with self-doubt, right? So it's about letting people hear leaders that can be vulnerable that they can truly connect to, not just from a leadership standpoint, but you know, to the core of who they are, so they can sit there and say, you know what, darn it, I can do this too, yeah. right? And and what can they gain from our guest is the most important part to help mold them, mm-hmm. right? To yeah. help develop them. Does that answer your question? Absolutely, yeah. So Joel, when you think about, as we get ready to wrap up this episode, as you think about, for our listeners, just one thing that they can be thinking about as they as they close out this episode yeah. and they're thinking about, all right, I'm going to be subscribing, I'm going to be liking, I'm going to be coming back and listening until they get on to the next episode with us. What's something that they could be thinking about that kind of shapes what this podcast is and what they can be thinking about as they interact with it? Yeah. I, I would go back to something that I ask everyone all the time when I'm doing all the mantra stuff is what drives you? Like, Just take a moment after you've listened to us talk, we, we just talked about what drives us. Right. Yeah. So what drives you? Wh- whether you're in the car right now or just listening at home or listening on a run, in this moment, what is the thing that if you just took a second, first thought comes to mind, what is motivating everything that you do? And, and make note of that. Write it down. P- put it in a note on your phone or something like that. And then go back to it 
every every maybe every episode as we as you listen, maybe see if it's changed, maybe see if it's kind of boiled down to something more simple or something more complex. But yeah, think about what drives you, what motivates you. Yeah, I think that's really good. Hey, thank you guys for your time and and helping us get this all kicked off. Thanks, Brad. Yeah, thank you, Brad.